You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Laugh, I'm holy water. You need a good bath, whiskey and perfume. You had a nightcap. Now how about that? I've got a new friend, a perfect stranger. He's got a bullet with your name in the chamber. I'm body organ, rearranger. You feel my Live from Podcast Detroit and Rockin' Royal Oak, Michigan. It's time to take a leap of faith with Jackie, Rocky, Nora, and Gina for some entertainment and inspiration. Join them every Wednesday at noon. You can always find us at PodcastDetroit.com. I gotta ask, what were you born to do? What time is it? It's nooner time. Somebody bring me a mirror. Happy Hump Day! Happy, Happy Hump Day! day. I don't Welcome know if you, just, if you guys. Said, she just asked me, she said, "Rocky, what were you born to do?" And I said, "Annoy you." You exceeded. Time to move on. No, I'm not ready to retire. <laughs> we all, Jackie. <laughs> oh, we all have a we have a cross we all have a cross to bear exactly yours is sitting next to you yeah oh yeah (laughs) okay so well actually what we're talking about today before we get into our amazing interview uh one million acts of kindness goal did you guys hear about this guy who he's been doing it for 10 years him and his dog travel around to all the college campuses that he's got a huge like tour bus that's all painted because he's trying to create this movement of one million acts of kindness. He believes that every person, when right when they get onto this earth, their goal should be to have one million acts of kindness in their lifetime. Wow, that's awesome. Isn't mm. it incredible? Really? And so what is he doing then? Oh, he does all kinds of uh, different um, fundraisers. He travels around in this hand-painted bus. It's actually really cool. With his dog, he has a children's book out with his dog as well, talking about the journey. And he goes to the college campuses and tries to get these college kids involved to do these. And it can be anything, any type of charity. Just trying to do different fundraisers and charities. That's really cool. When you first... When you first told us about it, I, I didn't know he was going to college campuses. I just thought yeah. he was just randomly going around, you know. So yeah. uh, and then when I thought he was just randomly going around, I was like, ooh, I hope he's safe. <laughs> oh, I want to know, does he live on this bus? Uh, you know, that's a really good question. because I tried to find out a little bit more about him, like what one did well. He started this ten years ago, and he he has kids that have graduated from college. So you know he's, yeah. he's 
older, it, it's like I wanted to know why he started this, like what happened. But mm-hmm. so I don't know if he lives on. He probably does. It's a huge bus. Would you live on a bus? Oh Would God, no. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Let me think about that again. Yeah, no, no. no, yeah, no. <laughs> No, I might live on a bus. No, yeah, you probably would. You, yeah, but, me and my but, dog, yeah. But Rocky, you would. Rocky would live on the bus for about a week, maybe two. No, I, 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 I did. totally do that. But um, you know, I have no. to give a shout out to uh, George Wilson, who um, remember him? He was on our show. Wilson guitars. Yeah. Wilson guitars. He yeah, guitars. He custom because speaking of acts of kindness so he listened to our interview with justice for lily Mm -hmm. and he just um sent me an email that he made them a custom board to donate at their raffle this summer now he's never even oh wow that's great the interview and he emailed me so i hooked them up yesterday i'm so excited because they're also, you know, they have musicians in their family. Yeah. They have a huge mm-hmm. fundraiser every year mm-hmm. for um, uh, just for their organization, Justice for Lily, and it's uh, July 24th. So he made them a custom pedal. That is so, so cool. I thought that was wow. really cool. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever been a recipient of a random act of kindness? Yes. Yes. Yes, I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always so. in the Starbucks line for some reason. <laughs> 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 yeah, I get, like all the time like I'll like the person in front of me will like you know pay, like buy my coffee so then I'll do it for the person behind me and mm-hmm. yeah we've had quite a few people that do it in oh the, yeah in our store we yeah people that all the time will you know buy the next person in line ice cream or yeah. buy their order or whatever it happens all the time yeah, yeah. I, I've actually I've done that in the drive-thru I've I've paid for the person behind me so I don't know if they carried it on, but you know, I did it. So, and um, it was fun. I mean, it made me smile. I had it all, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's so many, so many things that you can do that it's not like you have to go out of your way, you know, right. it's hard with the mask, but even just saying hello to somebody standing mm-hmm. behind you just don't mm-hmm. know how that can yeah. change somebody's day. Now, um, I remember uh, it was probably about a year ago, I was at Meyer in Oxford mm-hmm. on the way down when we were at the studio. So before the studio closed and, you know, I love talking to people in mind. Oh uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was before the show. So I didn't have a lot of time to do stories. So I was like, okay, don't talk to anybody. Just do what you got to do and get out of here. You'll be late. Well, <laughs> there was a, an older couple, probably in their mid eighties behind me. And I'm not kidding you. Randomly, this guy says to me, uh, what's your purpose in life? Or are you living your purpose? I was like, oh, my God. I do. But um, anyway, on to, um, I thought that was pretty cool, though, what this guy is doing. We need to figure out how to get him on the show there is a, a contact button so i will see if he can call in see if he ever comes out to michigan because i think they've got to meet up with him and, you know do some see what we can do yeah. yeah yeah absolutely so anyway okay let's and get who? rolling here we got a really cool interview here 
And from another random act of kindness, by the way, shout out to Victoria Woody who uh, recommended our today. So, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. This, seg- this segment is designed to showcase the stories of talented individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen. They set goals, overcame obstacles, and turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are unique, interesting, and most of all, inspiring. Our guest this week took a huge leap of faith after 26 years in public education and purchased the School of Rock in Canton, Michigan. He combined his passion and love for teaching with music and created a place where students can not only learn, but but receive a well-rounded education to be a performer, a songwriter, a musician. The School of Rock has also partnered with the Atlanta Records and Artist Partner Group and with a mission with their mission to guide the next generators of next generation of writers and performers. Chris Merrick is a positive role model for anyone who has ever hesitated on pursuing a dream. Please welcome Chris to our show as he shares how he made his dream come true. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. welcome. <laughs> Now he does look like a principal, doesn't he? Yes. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, my principal never looks All right. <laughs> Listen, I want to start off by saying I first said when I first met him, like, oh my God, thank God I got some backup here because these three are a lot of work. And he said, he's out of that game. <laughs> he's on our side now. Yeah. He's doing no, 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 no. They they <laughs> will. Their behavior will suck you back in. <laughs> you watch. Oh, that's um, not true. We are so excited to have you with us today. And um, before we get into all the backstory on your journey and how you got to this point, um, tell us about School of Rock Canyon. Well, first, thanks so much for having me on today. Um, I really appreciate it. And uh, I, you mentioned Victoria just a minute ago. Uh, we actually have another meeting today, and we've got some more things in the works, too. So really oh. thankful for our association with uh, the Dick Wagner Foundation. So um, so we uh, we are a performance music school. So we, in, we combine um, individual lessons and groups, and we basically form rock bands. So yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting with my education background, it's kind of a combination of the movie school of rock and <laughs> much more order. <laughs> so, oh, <okay. laughs> you know, it's, it's a very family oriented business. Um, it's not um, anything that people need to be afraid of. I, as a matter of fact, when I was looking at places uh, for my location, I actually got turned down by a landlord who was afraid we were going to bring <laughs> just a terrible element to the neighborhood. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. So, so yeah, we, uh, we basically our, our slogan is we make musicians, but you know, we do so much more, especially uh, during these crazy times um, we, we actually have seen over the year and a half we've been open, um, how many friendships are fostered in a location like this, because everybody that goes there has music as a common bond and they all bond over that. And in case in point, um, my wife and I live in Novi, so it's a 30 minute drive and our daughter is 12 and she goes there. 
And before this, all of her best friends were in South Lyon schools because that's where we live and that's where she goes to school. And now all of her best friends are at School of Rock Canton because <laughs> of all of the different, you know, bonds that she makes. And um, and that's true for all of our kids. It's just a, a great place for a, a, a social network based on the common love of music. And um, what I also am amazed at is that ages really don't matter in a location like this either, because uh, she's in sixth grade and some of the, the people that she's friends with now are juniors in high school. And it's all based on, they're, they're all talented enough to be in our performance program. And so the age doesn't really matter. They're just working on being the best at the parts that they're given for the different mm-hmm. sports and things like that. So, so it really ends up being a, a little bit like a club sport for music. And, um, you know, there's, there's for, for people who aren't familiar with, um, with what we do, that's what I normally equate it to. And, um, you know, it's, it's like competitive dance or club soccer. Um, you know, it's that kind of dedication, but the payoff is great and you get a lot of public performances. Um, unlike uh, competitive dance, we don't make anybody wear any uniforms. <laughs> or anything I've heard horror stories from my friends who have kids in, in those things. And, you know, some of the outfits are like $800 a piece. Yeah, yeah. It just gets outrageous. So, you know, our, our costs are very low compared to, um, you know, kind of our, our niche competition. And um, for what we deliver, uh, you can get up to, you know, 16 hours of uh, instruction a month for mm. a, a really low monthly fee. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just, it, we're growing like crazy. We've been growing, we've been adding uh, 12 students a month on average since we opened wow. up. And, no, uh, that's great. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, again, in COVID times, it's, it's right. really, um, I'm, I'm just really grateful that, this is, is really working out and everybody's having a great time. I've got a great staff and um, you know, it's nice too, because when I talk to people, they're nice to me. It didn't used to be that way when I would call <laughs> <laughs> you know, they would be so angry when I called and now yeah. everybody, what? everybody enjoys talking to me. <laughs> it's, like, it's so I refreshing. Is, I bet that is nice. So, so when you, uh, uh, you have the students in the school, and so at the at the end of however long the the um, their time goes before it, the graduation is that like the performance is the graduation, and then they leave, and then others come in, or can oh, they just stay as long as they want? Really know? good question. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we actually have seasons, and we have three okay. seasons a year. Each season is about four months long, mm-hmm. and in a season, you'll have a mid season show and an end of season show. So. If you sign up for our beginner program, um, which starts at about age seven, that's called Rock 101, um, they will still play six shows a year. And oh, um, there are graduation good. requirements from Rock 101 mm-hmm. for any given instrument. And so, you know, on guitar, they've got like 10 benchmarks that they have to be able to do. And then once they can do those things, they move up to performance. And then our performance group is uh, right now comprised of uh, uh, students basically 10 and above if they have Mm -hmm. the talent. Where's your your curriculum come from? uh, So we are a franchise and uh, we have um, a a really strong 
uh, support network through um, School of Rock Corporate and uh, some outstanding people that have really spelled everything out. Um, it, it's kind of what you what you buy when you buy the territory is you also buy the curriculum and, mm-hmm. you know, they map out uh, the suggested songs. And we actually, um, because, because of uh, how much corporate is growing, we actually have over um, well over a thousand songs licensed to where, you know, right now we're running uh, on Monday nights, our performance group is Led Zeppelin. And on Tuesday nights, it is Motown. And, and, you know, Mm -hmm. when you, when you program these, you want them diverse enough to appeal to everybody that would be going there. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, we have licensed to 29 uh, Led Zeppelin songs and we have licensed to uh, 31 Motown songs. And so, um, you know, and, and and it's and it's actually accurate Motown stuff because Aretha's mm. not on it. Aretha wasn't Motown, right? Mm-hmm. Snacks. So I mean, yeah. right, you know, it's 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 yeah. different. So it's really accurate, and you know, it's uh, um, it, it's really nice to have them set out the benchmarks and what a student should be able to do before they go to the performance group. Mm-hmm. And then um, you had mentioned Atlantic Records, and we do have a partnership with them. We also have a partnership with Berkeley School of Music. And um, we, we have had several former students across the country go to Berkeley um, because uh, we're just kind of a natural feeder program for that. And, uh, you know, so, so we, we do start all of our students with what we call song first, which is basically you come in on the first day, tell your teacher what you want to learn and you start learning songs right away. It's the exact opposite of what happened with me when I was a child and my mother brought me <laughs> guitar lessons and it was sight reading hot cross buns. And oh wow. <laughs> I wanted to play I wanted to play Led Zeppelin. So it was it, you know, I, I hated it. And I found out that they reverse it, but you know, it it's it's a really neat system because we'll teach four to five songs in a row. And then after that, after they start to really know what they're doing with those songs, the teacher will say, well, guess what? All the songs are in A minor. And here's how the, all the notes fit together. And you've been playing scales while you've been doing it. And here's how those fit together. Oh, wow. Here's what the notes look like that you've been playing. And then it just all kind of falls into place. And so it's just so a incentive to know that information versus are the you, you brought yeah. up there. You broke up a little bit. Yeah, it gives students an incentive to learn that information because they've already been motivated, they're already doing it. And then versus the other way around where you're forcing information that they can't apply yet. Yes, yes. And you you mentioned applying um, the information. That is what the students actually do in the groups. And so, um, as we know, it's very popular for students, um, for kids to get an instrument and start YouTubing stuff and trying to you know, copy what they do on YouTube. And, and that might be enough, um, you know, for them to get started, but they don't really know what they're doing. And Mm -hmm. um, anybody who's ever played in any kind of band understands that there's a completely different aspect to um, practice with your instrument, you know, kind of on your own, and then actually applying it in a band setting, because, then you go from one person to five people and you're all human. You're all going to make mistakes. That's what rock and roll is all about. And you mm-hmm. press forward either way and you just keep going and you're going to have to speed up and slow down and sometimes alter what you're doing 
because of the human dynamic and it's a, and, and it just makes you a much better musician hmm. okay so so did you major in principal and minor in music how did you get <laughs> I, i'm a history teacher by trade so, okay yeah i taught for eight years um uh in uh several different districts and then uh um, i had a uh um a former principal that uh kind of um suggested that I go into administration and and I tried it and you know I was a assistant principal for 18 years and wow um I was able to um you had mentioned 26 years in education um in Michigan you used to be able to buy 5 years towards your uh pension towards your retirement mm-hmm. I did and so I actually had 25 plus in Michigan um, wow. when I when I took the full retirement and and uh you know, it's a great retirement to this place. <laughs> yeah, so, it's, a, it's a great opportunity and a great retirement that you are able to now pursue a second career in your calling. Well, yes. And, and, you know, just like, you know, um, a lot of people in education and you know, this, they really sell themselves short because if you're a teacher and you're monitoring and, and working with groups of students and, you know, or a principal or a counselor and you're monitoring, you know, and managing hundreds of students, you that easily translates into good management skills for the business. world. Mm-hmm. But so many educators just think, well, I've got a nice schedule. I kind of like what I do. I'm not going to get paid this like this much somewhere else. And I got my weekends off and all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> uh, but if you if if you're in education and you're just willing to take a chance. Um, you know, I encourage, uh, people, um, to really explore what else is out there because, um, I'm having the time of my life and, um, you know, Hey, I left a a year and a couple of months before COVID hit and I don't have to deal with any of the setup and all my former colleagues are ripping their hair out. Chris, let's go back to um, when you were teaching or um, when you were a principal. Were you still doing music on the side as a hobby? Yeah, yeah. So I've always, um, I, I've been in bands really since, on and off since college. Um, it, it's it's funny because when I grew up, I played a ton of sports. I went to um, Muskegon Catholic Central, which is a very um, small school. And so I didn't know a whole lot of people who played music and I was so into sports, but I had been playing guitar the whole time. And I started to get into bands in in college and everything. And so kind of on and off since then. And um, I actually uh, was in a band uh, right before um, uh, all the way through the first couple of months of owning School of Rock Canton. And eventually I had to tell the guys I can't do this anymore because I went from, you know, honestly, I went from working like 60 hours a week to 100 hours a week. And I just, I don't have time. So I own a music store and I get to play with the adult band for about two hours on Saturday. And that's it. Like I don't play at all. So when did you uh, have that aha moment or that breakthrough moment of, uh, I I went to school, school, rock or, you know, music school? Yeah. So um, I was actually in, in our main office uh, when I was, uh, um, still at uh, East Middle School in Plymouth Canton, and um, my uh, my partner walked by the the principal, and and he he's like, oh man, I only got a couple more years to put up with this stuff, 
Like, wait a minute, <laughs> I have more time than you. And I totally did, wasn't even keeping track. And I looked it up, like, oh my God, I can leave in 10 months. <laughs> and so, so it went for about a month where it was like, oh, what else am I going to do? I, I, I like who I work with. I work in a great district, you know, and I like my job. Why would I leave? And then a month later, after a couple of meetings with, you know, the higher ups, I started asking, well, what did, what would this look like? <laughs> and so I allowed my, myself to start dreaming and everything. And then I started looking at what else I could do. And um, I, I have an uncle who has had a couple of businesses. He gave me some great advice. He said, you don't know what you're doing about business. So if you do this, you need a good, solid franchise because they will give you tons of support oh, okay. and a business plan. And, uh, and he was right. And mm-hmm. so um, I kept looking and looking. I, I was kicking around several different ideas. And all of a sudden, I found it. Uh, I found an ad for School of Rock um, for a territory. And I called the number on the Google ad that day and started negotiations, you know, wow. literally within five minutes of, of reading that. And I just knew it was going to be a perfect fit. Uh, wow. Oh, wow. When did the school open up? Uh, October of 19. So we, we were only open for five months before we had to shut down. Um, Man, was that, was that scary? (laughs) I bet. We know from from Gina and and just being a student, how difficult it is being a When you hit retirement, what made you want to own a business? Because I feel like you could have easily gone and been a teacher or taught music under, you know what I mean? And, and, and not had the stress of owning yeah. your own business. What, what was it that drew you into entrepreneurship? Cause that's a big yeah. undertaking. Yeah, it was really, um, uh, it was my wife. <laughs> she, <laughs> she did not want, she knew that I was kind of done with education. If I was going to leave, I was just going to really leave because a lot of people that have had education careers, they can do, you know, Consulting, they could do lots of different uh, mm-hmm. other things that are related to education. Um, but I just kind of wanted to really do something different. And there was no way my wife was going to let me just stay home. So <laughs> there's no way. Because, you know, we all know former teachers that, you know, hey, you get a you get a job, um, you know, you get a job at a golf course. And I do play golf and I would have loved that. But uh, you know, we we uh um, you know, we talked about it. We went to, uh, the, uh, the meetings in Chicago that the kind of recruitment meetings and everything. And, and we were both sold. So, yeah. That's yeah. I, I, when he said, when you said your wife, I, I knew you were going to say, Oh, I don't want want him hanging around here. All the time. <laughs> Exactly. She said, you don't got to go to be a principal, but you need to get up on out of here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, absolutely. so you open it or you take over, open it, whatever, October 2019 and then March 2020 mm. changes everything. Yeah. Yeah. So that was um, so much of this stuff has just been so unexpected for everybody. But mm-hmm. in our business, you know, everything is based on, everything had been based on the face-to-face lessons mm-hmm. and the face-to-face groups. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not being able to do that, our entire industry shifted to an online model. 
And we went from, we had 78 students, which is great after just five months Mm -hmm. um, when we shut down and we did offer an online curriculum and, you know, corporate really did try hard. We tried all kinds of things to continue to keep engagement. But when I was allowed to open back up on June 1st, I was down to 25 students. Wow. I had to completely rebuild the entire model. And, you know, thankfully we've been pretty successful. And I, I think as of today, we're at like 125. Wow. So a hundred oh, students great. June. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, we're growing pretty quickly and it's so fun to, to program some of the things that we have coming up. Um, we, we actually have an indoor show, our first indoor show at the end of this month. Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, Russ, who owns the Diamondback Saloon in Belleville, because I decided I was going to find the biggest place to have all of my parents be comfortable and spread out and kind of, you know, we've all got our pods now, right? So mm-hmm. they can kind of still spread out, have their own little group and and watch their kid on the stage oh, um, so you know, with really yeah. good sound, really good lighting and everything and, and a nice, safe indoor environment. And so... Um, it's just great to be able to start programming, you know, um, more of this stuff. And, um, we, we actually have a, a separate band, uh, we call it our house band and our house band is kind of the elite musician group that would be playing festivals and different fairs and things like that. Well, it doesn't look like those are going to happen this year Mm -hmm. on a major scale, but what is happening is on a smaller scale, cities are allowing uh, little mini gatherings. And so we've got a couple of benefit shows lined up. We've got a couple of kids concerts lined up and things like that. And and so what that does, um, our, our elite kids, they play a whole different set. They, they can play at this point about two hours worth of music. And it's wow. all, you know, local kids and everything. And um, at that, when, when we go play, that's when we can also promote. And we can get the word out, you know, and that our first lesson is free and we hand out, you know, different uh, literature and everything and, and try to get people, you know, to come in and check us out. That's awesome. That is. Mm-hmm. You're bringing on teachers and, and um, you know, instructors. Do they have to go through a training program to kind of follow the curriculum that you guys are offering or do you just, or is it more, I guess, free in the sense that they can teach how they want to teach? Yeah, that's a really good question. So um, we we actually do require um, some conformity on how things are taught simply because of the song first, mm-hmm. uh, you know, methodology. And when, when I interview teachers, I make it clear that if you work here, you have to do it. You have to do it this way. And it's mm-hmm. I, I, I got to tell you, every interested candidate, you know, in, interest from me and interest from them we're on the same page immediately. Musicians would rather teach songs Mm -hmm. first and and get the kids excited because we hire people who have some teaching experience and they've all had that experience where the kid is just so disinterested and, you know, they're not awesome to work with because they don't (laughs) practice and all those kind of things. And, and, you know, but you teach them a couple of songs that they like and the parents like and, Oh my gosh, they they just go hog wild, and you know, <laughs> the the uh, the progress that our kids have made is is amazing. Um, case in point, 
Uh, we actually had our first of two sessions last night uh, for a program called Hit Like a Girl. And it's oh. a national program <laughs> for female drummers. And, oh, wow. cool. and I, I had uh, one of our drum teachers work with our four per, um, performance level drummers last night uh, to prepare their routine. And they, they will be playing next week a three minute routine that will record. And, you know, he's really good at being able to make a fancy recording and things like that. All the things I can't do. I'm terrible with technology. So, um, but uh, we're going to record it and then submit it to this national competition. Um, and, you know, there's all kinds of awesome uh, prizes and everything. But the reason I bring this up is the progression that these four female drummers have made is just amazing. And, wow. you know, we have a couple of them now that are are getting, you know, to a, a pretty advanced level. And they've only been with us for, you know, a year and a half, including the break that we had and, you know, a, a a ton of missed lessons because of COVID. So um, yeah, the program really, really works. And and we really end up creating um, elite musicians. I want to, I want to, I want to play to the drums. I I want to tell you, this is the best place you could, you could take (laughs) drum lessons at though, too, because Mm -hmm. all of our drum rooms are oversized and we actually have two kits in them. So if you've ever gone anywhere to take drum lessons, Almost every place else has just one kit. And then the mm-hmm. teacher and the student flip-flop who's on the kit. But here we've got two kits. And so the student can follow what the teacher is doing. Okay. And it just, it just increases the rate of, uh, uh, of absorption for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Now, Chris, is some things like that, is that because that's the, the, um, that comes down from corporate or is that your idea that, you know, you need some guided practice? So your teaching expertise. Yeah, it's actually um, when you do these build outs and, and, and I, I did build this out. Some people can buy one that might be available for sale, but I started from scratch with this territory. So I did the build out. Um, and yeah, they, they do require you to have an oversized room because it is good practice and they know right. that it works. And, and, you know, they gave great advice. They, they tell you how big all the rooms should be and, um, you know, hey, Thankfully, they told me the rooms need to be 10 feet across because when we were able to come back, yeah. I was able to create good separation between the teacher and student. Wow. And in each practice room, um, we have you know a great big sneeze guard, tons of cleaning supplies and things like that. And even in our drum rooms, the, the two drum kits are now separated by a, sh- a clear shower curtain. Oh wow! So how many how many rooms do you have there? How many? Um, oh, we just finished an expansion because um, oh wow! I actually rented four thousand square feet. Originally, wow. only built out twenty eight hundred because mm-hmm. everything is double and triple soundproof, and so it's mm-hmm. really it w- it got pricey for the build out. So, sure. but we 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 finished up phase two, and we now have four thousand square feet. We have um, six. Regular practice rooms, mm. three drum rooms, so nine total wow. practice rooms, wow. and then we have three rock band rehearsal rooms, and the biggest being in our front, which is over six hundred square feet. And they've got uh, we we've got now a window view of uh, you know the sidewalk and the parking lot mm-hmm. and our strip mall and everything, and mm. um, yeah, it's really really nice. Wow, sounds, it sounds nice. Yeah. Now you have an adult. 
program too, right? Or is it- we do. Yeah. So that's, that's the group that I get to play with. And it's mm-hmm. funny, we've, we've gone through a couple of iterations of who's in this band and sometimes between me and the teacher, we need to fill in. And so right now we don't have a bass player, so I'm playing a lot of bass. <laughs> and uh, in the past, I've had to play a lot of guitar and I've had to sing and I don't like to sing. I mean, I can, <laughs> it can get us through the song because, you know, hey, at some point, somebody's got to say the words, right? So, but, uh, um, but thankfully, we have uh, we, we recruited a, a singer and everything. And, and right now, it's, it's pretty interesting, too, because everybody in our rock band, uh, adult band, their kids go there. And so it's basically, you know, everybody that, you know, is already invested with their kids. And it, it's great because we they already love the program anyway. And, you know, we just have a, a really good time. And and it's so amazing to see how fast they have progressed as well. Many of them, you know, played, uh, played in high school and stuff like that, but not since then. And, you know, just by going back and taking some lessons and everything, um, you know, they're, we're, we're starting to play more and more elaborate, you know, intricate songs. It's a lot of fun. Wow, that is so cool. That is really yeah. Cool. So I'm sure, I'm sure that you probably, some of the adults, uh, how many of the adults would you say came into the school because of their kids? You know, the kids started playing first and then the adults were like, hey, this looks like fun. So, yeah, Uh, I'd say actually there's only one that I can think of that didn't play a whole lot before Mm -hmm. they before their kid went there. Um, This the person I'm thinking of, um, his daughter started off on keyboards and he would sit in the lobby. This is, you know, before COVID (laughs) and everything. And he'd hem and haw that he was in drumline when he was in high school. Like, Man, I really should pull the trigger. And he he did this for weeks and weeks. I just because I, I usually like to go out there and and talk to people. You know, we right now we don't allow a whole lot of parents inside the lobby and everything uh, mm-hmm. for safety reasons. We you know keep it keep it thin out there. But uh, uh, when I get to talk to the parents, I, I I love it. And I just remember he, for weeks and weeks and weeks, he's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And he wouldn't pull the trigger. And finally he walks in one day, um, has his daughter go to the lesson. He's like, I went to guitar center. I bought a kit. I'm signing up, you know, let's do this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. That's so great. Chris, so- talk about the, uh, talk about your students and how are the, how are the, um, the behaviors and the attitudes and the, the dynamics of, of the school of rock classroom and interaction with those students different or what similarities do you see to the traditional classroom? Well, I mean, there's some basic structures where uh, I, I make sure that working with my teachers that uh, we, we plan out in advance where everything, you know, what's going to happen during a season. Um, so basically, I, I this comes from, you know, again, the, the school planning. But if our semester or season is four months long, we have a four month plan and then kind of work backwards. And then we we have assigned tasks or roles for each student and then they're rolled out every couple of weeks and so students are getting new material every couple of weeks and you know staying fresh with the new material and uh um but the engagement is it's just so much higher than a regular school i mean it, you know the kids just love being there and mm-hmm. um, you know it's it's really 
with some exceptions, it's night and day. I mean, I, I, I do know that they're there. I've worked with some people and then uh, as teachers. And then I, I remember teaching a class that that students just, you know, were beaten down the door to get into. But those are few and far between when you're mm-hmm. thinking of like traditional school setups. And, and here, you know, the kids routinely bug their parents to, to come <laughs> early and, you know, stay late. We actually have a brand new student. Um, uh, for, for what it's worth, too, our, our territory is pretty much all of Wayne County. And we have a brand new student from uh, Lincoln Park. And he's a drummer. Uh-huh. And um, I, I went out and talked to his mother last night um, while well, she was waiting in the car because he he was still playing. I mean, he, <laughs> he'd been there for about three <laughs> and a half hours. And wow. <laughs> he was still in a room just jamming away. And <laughs> he's really good. And he's just such a great kid. So I just went out and talked to her. And we were laughing about a couple things. And all of a sudden, he finally came out. It's like, yeah, I'm ready to go now. <laughs> but now, you know you don't you don't necessarily get that kind of enthusiasm in a right has the lockdown and you know because so many kids you know pre-covid it seems like the dream come true that no one had to go to school and yeah. now as kids are itching to get back yeah. in school has it you know has their interest jumped because this is an interaction that one they've missed for so mm-hmm. long, and and then just the healing power of music and being able to learn in that capacity mm-hmm. has been a shift uh, in your students with you know, wanting to come back. Yeah, so I think we've had we've had a very nice influx of people who are willing to give this a shot. Um, I think honestly, number one for safety because it, it's when you think about it. Um, you know, we are in a niche where we didn't have to necessarily abide by, we didn't have to abide by like the rules for gymnastics because, you know, mm-hmm. you're working up a sweat. There's lots yeah. of stuff that you were working up a sweat at and you'd be huffing and puffing over somebody else and everything. It, mm-hmm. You don't really work up a sweat at our place. So it's not, <laughs> you know, there's not really that kind of danger and everything. And so, um, uh, but so parents overall, a, a lot of parents feel like, this is a super safe alternative for their first venture out. And we, we get that every month. Several new families tell us, you know, hey, this is the first thing we are trying since we've been in mm-hmm. lockdown. And, wow. and uh, so we definitely get that. But interestingly enough, um, we have a good uh, 30 families that, you know, have, have we still stay in contact with but were customers of ours before the lockdown and have just simply said, you know, Hey, we'll be back once, you know, everybody in the family gets the shots and feel like we're, we're comfortable. And so, you know, if, if, if all that is, is starting to um, it looks like it's starting to get better and better. And so we're hopeful that, you know, maybe late spring I'll be able to, you know, get some of them back so it'd be mm-hmm. great. I, I would think you will even from the um emotional the mental yeah um, you know benefits of of being connected to mm-hmm. other kids would just be a huge reason why people would come back just for mm-hmm. that I know we have a pizzeria and it was interesting we had no shortage of help at all mm-hmm. um we we're going to have a big problem with it and these kids couldn't wait to get out of yeah, the house to and come back and yeah as many hours as they could <laughs> so bored yeah bored and you know these kids are all used to being busy and doing all these different things and just staying at home 
with uh, parents that are also staying at home. <laughs> right. So, so yeah, uh, two quick things about that. Several parents, um, especially when we open back up, you know, just thank me over and over and over again for opening back up and going mm-hmm. live. You know, saying you know that this was really saving their kid because right. you know. Hey, middle school and you know part of high school and everything; those can be really hard years. Yeah, yeah. This is a really, really good, super safe outlet. You know, very mm-hmm. accepting of of everybody, everyone, and you know we're just all there for the music. Nobody cares about clicks or anything like yeah. that. So, you know, there's there's lots of bonding there. But um, you were talking about um, you know, hey, get this kid out of the house, kind of thing. I hear that from wives of the of the guys that are in the adult band. Like, thank God you are getting my husband out of the house. Out of the we, house. we yeah. have we have we have uh, two engineers, and that's what their wives have said. Like my my husband doesn't have to work until July. Get them out. I want them. Out. Like, yep. So when kids sign up. Um, let's say they come for drums or guitar. They do they take individual private lessons before they get put in a group? How does that work? So yeah, it really depends on um, the uh, what is best for the kid. Um, we we actually have probably a fifty fifty split between what parents choose to do with their children. And so, uh, if your child is outgoing. And is somebody that, you know, would thrive in a group and, you know, they love meeting new people and everything like that. They can go right into a group right away and, and they're going to thrive right away and, and bond with other kids. And um, they can they they'll so you can start them in something like Rock 101, and, which includes a private lesson, too. And so you would do the private lesson and the group once a week. And that totals up for about two hours uh, of instruction for the week. There are some families, you know, that they know their their child and they're like, well, they don't really want to go in there unless they know a little bit about the instrument. So maybe they give them a month and they they do an individual lesson for a month. And it's also to kind of make sure the student is going to stick with it, too, mm-hmm. um, and, and maintain that interest. And if and after that, for any families that do that, if they've been with us for a month, um, Pretty much every month, I contact everybody who just does lessons only, and I offer them, if they haven't experienced the group, to go for a night for free and just check it out. You know, hey, is this thing for you? And so, um, you know, and I do that at the beginning of every month, and um, we actually have uh, four students trying out groups next week. Oh, wow. I did make contact with them, and the parents are interested, and, you know, they know their kid's ready. Mm-hmm. That's great. What, what do you guys teach them with when it comes to performance? That's something that we have to work on because um, I'll be honest with you, our, our kids still are kind of, you know, nailed to the floor with their feet, not moving a whole <laughs> lot, staring down to make sure they're playing all the right notes and everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I feel like um, that is something that that we're we're starting to promote more in our performance classes um, to show, you know, um, some flash and to really get the crowd into it. 
Uh, but I, I, that I've learned that that's also something that kind of comes with time and experience. And so if the students are confident in what they're playing, um, then they can really start moving around. If they know the stuff in and out, they can show mm-hmm. quite a bit of flash, but a lot of our kids, because we're still a relatively new place, um, and, and our overall average age is quite young. Um, they're still just getting to really know, you know, their instruments and everything. But yeah, I, I, you, you had referenced uh, uh, Rochester, which is um, actually that was the first school of rock in Michigan. And uh, um, that they have a great program, but they've been around for about 12 years. Um, their kids, you know, they get to the performance level. They, they you know, it's already ingrained that you know, hey, you have to show off while you're on stage too. You know, and get the crowd into things, and 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 we're we're working on getting there. What age level? What's the youngest student you have? Oh, oh, you know, and, and I'm glad you mentioned that because I forgot to talk about our our little kids program. It's called Rookies, Aww. and they actually start <laughs> as as young as four. And so Aww. we have we have, uh, we have a group of uh, of students four to seven. And um, we actually have classes Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Saturday. So we have two classes on Saturday and one on the other days. So four classes a week. And it's an exploratory class. And they get to play all the instruments. And they rotate. So they get exposure mm-hmm. to drums, so cool. keyboards, yeah. bass, guitar, vocals. And um, we also, um, and, and again, this is a corporate idea, but it really works. So we buy the the mini instruments, and so we buy like a mini guitar. And instead of having um, all six strings on the guitar, you actually just leave two strings on it, and you tune it in such a way where they just have to put a finger down on a position, and they'll play a, a whole chord. Oh. And so, and then and then you buy the little stickers and you color code it. Oh. And so oh. it's it's almost a little bit like. Um, uh, Guitar Hero, where it's kind of color coordinated, and so you know you can say four red, and then they go dun dun dun, and then wow. four green. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. So you're playing along with the song, so um, you know, and and then the sense of accomplishment with that is 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 great. Yeah. We do rhythm training and ear training, and um, you know all kinds of exposure to things, and and ultimately it helps parents make a really educated. Um, decision on what instrument are they going to buy for their kid because you don't have to have an instrument at home yet if you're in rookies and that way you know if if your kid's going to play keyboard fine you can get a casio to practice on at home for like a hundred bucks your kid says they want a drum set that gets really pricey and so you 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 really should know what you're getting into before you purchase it because that it's expensive it's a good idea very cool. Yeah. Right. yeah. Now, do you offer any business programs like music business, um, like teaching uh, the musician how to engage with uh, their fans or how to build a following, how to social uh, social media? That's that's a great uh, question as well because um, we we will when we get bigger because there is curriculum for that in School of Rock where mm. we will. Um, you know, work with students on engineering and how to, you know, be able to, you know, make sure that they, they capture sound in the proper way and and all of those things. So yeah, there's, there's tons of stuff like that. 
Um, but, uh, you know, we, so right now we are, um, again, our average age is a little too young to roll that out, but I hope to do that in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. The one program we are rolling out and we, we are running right now is songwriting. And so oh. we have a, mm-hmm. one of our teachers actually has a degree in songwriting from, uh, from uh, U of M. And um, he's teaching a full-on songwriting class where the students are writing original songs. And um, the second half of the season, they're going to be arranging the songs with other musicians. And then at the end of season show, they're going to play their own songs on their own arrangement at our end of season show, you know, in front of a big live audience. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very fun. Chris, how can everybody find you? They can find you on Facebook and Instagram. And, and our website. And yeah, those, website. Are, those are our, our kind of our two main things. And then our website, it's just, uh, um, you, know, you can just Google School of Rock Canton. School of Rock Canton. Chris, is there anything else you want the public to know? Uh, yeah, I mean, we have a great, uh, you know, atmosphere here um, at School of Rock Canton. And if anybody does want to try us, they can come in and not only get a tour, but their first lesson is free. So um, mm. super easy to come check us out. And, uh, um, you know, we we are at, again, like I said, 125, I believe right now. But we our actual soft cap is 315 because we have so. so oh, much. wow. So oh, we have okay. tons of room to grow, tons of room on the schedule and just, you know, amazing staff and. Um, you know, we, we would love to meet some new people. Thank you so, thank you so much because, uh, now I want to play like all kinds of stuff. (laughs) Did you hear, did you hear Nora? They have a young, they have a young explorers class from Florida. Of course course I heard that. That's (laughs) why. Chris, thank you so much. Yes, Good luck with you. everything. Sounds like you're on an amazing yeah. journey. And uh, it's moving pretty quick. It sounds like it's growing pretty good. So congratulations. Well, thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. Thank you for joining us. All right. Our fortune cookie of the day. Ooh, that Ooh, is cute. cute. I know. I have, look, I have a whole bunch of new for you. All right. Let's see what you have. You know, I have an art degree. All right, here we go. (laughs) An important person will offer you support. Oh, at School of Rock. Oh, yeah, at School of Rock. That's right. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Right. Sometimes the only mode of transportation available is the leap of faith. Thanks for taking the leap of faith. Have a great, safe week, and it's a beautiful sunny day. So happy, happy rock, rock on, day. Rock on. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Have a Thanks, good day. Chris. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Have a Bye. great day. Bye.